0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 372. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN, Pen Chalet, and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy.
1: Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you?
0: I'm very well, Brad Dowdy. I'm very well, indeed.
1: Are you alone in your room right now?
0: Why have you got to be such a creepster? (laughs) Uh, I have my wife, Edina, with me today. Welcome to the Pen Addict, Edina.
2: Thank you. First time here. Love first it. time. Caller. Hey, Adina. Hi.
0: So uh, <laughs> Adina is going to be coming with us to the San Francisco Pen Show. She's going to be attending her first real pen show because London does not <laughs> count. So uh, we thought as a way to kind of do a primer for San Francisco because San Francisco Pen Show is next weekend. So Sheesh. our next episode is going to be recorded live from the San Francisco Pen Show. we we'll some details about that a little later on in the episode. Um, but we thought that it would be fun to bring Adina on and we could answer her pen show questions, of which, looking at her notebook, she has many. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it. I'm so excited to have Adina not just on the show, but to see her again next week. It's mm-hmm. been, I don't know, a year since I've gotten to uh, be in her... <laughs> presence and she's always just fun to hang out with and chat with so I am so excited you're here Adina.
2: Uh, Thank you I feel very welcome.
1: (laughs) We've got some news though right? Yeah we got some news and I'm going to be getting into uh, asking Adina about some of the things she uses before we even get to the Mm -hmm. San Francisco pen show stuff so we can kind of we can kind of lay the groundwork here for that but yeah the first first thing Mike uh, I want to get an ask TPA out of the Uh, done out of the gate, if you will let me, because I did a review of the Midori MD Lite notebooks last week, which is super popular notebook, right? The Midori MD is just one of the top notebooks that people can buy. And it started coming up probably a couple of weeks before I did my review of it, that Midori, the, the question was posed in the general sense, is Midori changing to an F-size notebook? So here's the, here's the question from Warehouse40. I heard Midori is switching to F-size notebooks. Could you explain those sizes? Are they no longer producing, producing A-size notebooks? So that's a stretch. Some of their notebook lineup is going to what's called an F size, and we're mm. going to get into that uh, in a minute. F size, but mm, I have, as you can imagine, Mike. I have things to say about. I <laughs> about don't even this. know what F size <laughs> is. I've yeah, heard you before. and the rest of the world. Okay. So, just okay. to give the bit, the big picture, Midori MD does so many sizes you can't keep up with, and then within. Those styles and sizes, they also do different paper types, specifically their standard paper, and then they have what's called a cotton paper, okay? Cotton. So their standard lineup has all kinds of A sizes, all kinds of B sizes for that fit in those international standards. And it's just, like, you look at the product offerings, and, like, the number of SKUs is just kind of crazy. And then the cotton paper is something like a bunch of fountain pen lovers have really latched onto in our community like it's a really quality fun cool paper to use that's the lineup that is changing to the f size and they mm. were formerly made in the a size now they're going to the f size so your question is what is the f size yeah. <laughs> this is so this frustrates me so much adina i am a very well known um i have a stance where i believe in standards Mm -hmm. right paper international paper sizes a's b's c's and i enjoy those standards and i enjoy companies who live within those standards
0: although nobody really actually does right right (laughs) so this is this is the thing we we went on this kind of quest a while ago um mm -hmm. there is even though there are standards, yeah, no company makes them. Yeah, like they say, like like even me, right? Like I've made like an A five notebook. It's like kind of A five. Mm-hmm. It's like there's always like a little <laughs> bit off that nobody actually yeah. fits to those sizes. Yeah. I guess
2: people always think yeah. like, oh, what would fit between my keyboard and me? What would fit in my pocket? Well, no, it's, they don't it's, think it's about more that, like standards. the
0: general. Like it, what was saying, even if somebody says they have an A five notebook, uh, there's always some variance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: But, but you standardize yeah. around a general size, which is what <laughs> these companies do.
1: Yeah. And what gets me so bent out of shape, Adina, is that I actually make products for the notebooks to fit <laughs> oh, in. Oh,
2: I see you right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have a little special place in the in the seventh circle for those who mm-hmm. just don't do it right. And uh, so, yeah, um, I linked Midori's MD cotton page for those to... Who are interested to read on. And based on what they say, the sizes of MD notebook cotton have been optimized for drawing, with the range now featuring FO size, F2 size, and F and an F3 variant. Incidentally, and this is all coming from Midori, the F stands for figure. This French standard is based on the golden ratio for portraits and other pictures. I think they're making this up completely. (laughs)
0: That does sound like a really convenient lie. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, okay, we're going to kind of direct the traffic to this is our stance of what the F size is. I think that's made up. Because when you go look at paper standards, which I look at too much, you (laughs) can get A, B, and C sizes, pretty regularly from any paper vendor, right? Like any paper source is going to list like these international standards. Yep. And none of them list F. But if you go to the Wikipedia page, which you know is true, Mike, Mm. you go to the Wikipedia page, they have all kinds of sizes outside of A, B, and C. They even have F0 through F10 sized, but they call that, there's a chart on there for the dimensions of F0 through F10 the header of that chart calls it a hypothetic. I've never heard this word before, but I'm guessing it has Wait. to do with hypo- hypothetical or pretend, yeah, not like, official that sizes. Just mean
0: it doesn't actually exist. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
1: this whole thing, I. That word I, doesn't know. exist. Hypothetic is not yeah. a word. Mm, yeah. Huh. So. I have more fun with this type of stuff than I should. It's really not that big of a deal. It's just more of a fun annoyance. But the problem is I get the emails and tweets saying Midori switching to F. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, you know, people are thinking it's the entirety of the Midori lineup. Mm -hmm. Um, In the end, it's just the MD Cotton uh, lineup. And what this is, they're more of a square notebook really for drawing they're not quite square but they're less rectangular and more square if you'll just think of a general shape but it's just you know Midori has so Mm. many products and that's something I didn't even cover in my review and I meant to is like in my notes to cover that it's really hard to decide and they're making it harder with this Mm. but I don't know it's just one of those little hills that I'll die on unfairly (laughs) um with with Uh, paper standards and and other standards like that. But just to answer the general question, just the Midori Cotton Notebook, which before I think was only offered in three sizes, but even that, I could be wrong. You could pull up a page and probably find 15 sizes all of a sudden on it. Um, It's switching to F. The standard notebooks, like I reviewed the other day, those are staying in the A and B ranges. So, hopefully that's it for now. But um, I just had to talk about this because it's just right up my alley, Mike, just to complain
0: about Relay FM membership. We did it. We did mm. the thing. We built Lego. It took four and a half <laughs> hours to build the San Francisco architectural Lego set. <laughs> this episode is now available for Relay FM members. There is a link at the very top of the show notes which says like to click here to become a Relay FM member and support this show. You should do that and you will get a bunch of amazing perks, monthly bonuses, there's like monthly host crossover show called Fusion which is wonderful, there's a monthly behind the scenes newsletter, but you also get all of the Relay FM bonus specials. And this year's Panatic Special is four and a half hours long, so you're definitely gonna get your money's <laughs> worth. If you would like to hear four and a half hours of me saying two by four flat piece, dark green to Brad, then we've got oh. it for you. This one <laughs> this one did not feature as many explosive moments as the previous one, mm-hmm. but there is a general mm-hmm. sense of frustration throughout Mm. about three hours of it 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 was actually we had a lot of fun building it together (laughs) it was not easy this was a much more complex set than the london set was i think um so yeah please go and check it out and uh if you decide to which i think people should i think it's fun uh buy the set and try and build it along with my instructions themselves um washing machines Pipe hole pieces, Ah, all that. The the best thing about building Lego with Brad for four and a half hours is by the end of it, we have developed a new way of communicating, like just a brand new language. It's wonderful. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll put a hypothetical. Uh, wiki page up with our new terminology
0: I think we could, we could we could standardize mm-hmm. on this, uh, so you click the link, link in the show notes or go to uh, relay.fm slash penaddict or relay.fm slash membership, um, there's many ways to find out more and to sign up and become a RelayFM member and you will get this along with all of the many other bonuses that we offer thank you so much to everyone that has signed up please keep signing up so
1: I have to ask Adina if Adina, were you home when Mike finished this recording by chance um, last week?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I Did think you want I to be
1: around him when he was done?
2: <laughs> I think I had no. <laughs> I
0: I only had like half an hour yeah, until exactly. I had to go do another show.
2: Yeah, so I didn't oh, see much Lord. of Mike, but uh uh yeah, I, I <laughs> that day was a
0: disaster. It was, that right. was a blowout. It, it, that was that good. Was,
2: yeah. He, he seemed stressed. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> For various reasons. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I lost many hours that day. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm glad Marybeth wasn't home when I was done because I just I finished and I just like, whew, I just had to like sit down and not talk to anyone and just like <laughs> kind of re recuperate and like recalibrate everything. And that night, Mike, <laughs> I couldn't go to sleep because my shoulder and neck no. were like sore because I had hunched over in like a different <laughs> position than I normally podcast yeah, had a in. Right, injury. so I'm. <laughs> I'm hunched over, yeah. So that's like a real thing. It's like a Lego injury. Oh yeah. It's like you know. Mm,
0: that's rough. why I never, I never build sets in full now because they, uh, <sighs> they hurt me.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the feedback has been awesome. It continues to boggle my mind the feedback we get on this episode. Um so thank you all for for those who supported the the Relay FM membership and have listened to this episode and reached out to us and have gone down the path of actually buying this set and are going to build it yeah. based on Mike's instructions. We've already seen that we haven't seen any results yet, but we have people that are starting to work on them now, so I'm sure we'll see those soon. But just fantastic. I love it. It it was worth every minute of it. Talking about something
0: you love. Uh,
1: New Blackwing. Yeah, speaking of worth every minute of it, I'll never forget when Blackwing decided to do this. I guess we're three years into it now. They did like this little montage video, like when they launched the Blackwing volume subscription and number 42 came up and, and number 42 is very important to me. Being the baseball fan that I am, I am, and being um, hopefully the the good citizen <laughs> that I am, that it represents Jackie Robinson, who broke the race color barrier in baseball. It's like one of the biggest numbers, most important numbers in my life. I love Jackie Robinson. I love his story. Um, when I do the Penatic members with um, the refill newsletter every quarter, I donate to a charity. I've donated to the Jackie Robinson Foundation several times over the years. It's just one of my Favorite, um, you know, things to favorite charities to support, and so finally we got we got the Jackie Robinson edition, and like I was excited to finally see this come into existence. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I had to wait through the the Yankees edition, the Joe DiMaggio edition, which actually I was a little bit concerned I may not ever get my forty two edition, but it's here, and it's awesome. Um, it's really simple for blackwing and their design which i kind of like for this edition it's a white barrel it has dodger blue print it has like a dodger blue eraser and then a red 42 which makes the number really stand out which that's their whole thing with these volumes editions right they're about numbers And there's rarely a a more important number in my life uh, just on a day-to-day basis than 42. So I love it. The, you know, the only knock on it from a personal perspective is the core, is the balanced core, which is the pearl core, which is not my favorite. I like firm or extra firm, but hey, it's, I got my 42 pencil. I'll use it. It looks cool. I am, I'm all about it. So
0: love it. 42 is important to a lot of people, right?
1: Yeah, at 42, it means uh, a lot of things to a lot of different people. The um, answer
0: to life, the universe, and everything, isn't
1: it? Life, it's life, the universe, and everything. Yep. It's also a prime number, which is very popular when people pick out their things, mm-hmm. uh, like Retro 51 numbers. So 42 um, has a lot of different meanings to so a lot of different people. And uh, mine is definitely uh, baseball. And, um, you know, it's just cool. It was a, this was a, an about-time edition. We right. knew it was coming. It had to come and they did a good job with it so that's what i'm mostly happy happy with that said mike before this even edition was announced like we talked about kind of like subscription overload i went in and like and canceled my subscription like to not renew like i think i have two more i have this one and two more to um um oh sorry 42 is not a prime number that was about to you. Yeah, yeah. The chat really upset right now. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i messed that up i don't know what i was thinking that's really bad um but yeah so sorry chat room i upset you and uh, i upset the whole internet so i'll get more email about this yeah, um so this
0: could be a problem for you later on
1: yeah it will be that's mm-hmm. fine i can deal with it yeah, i okay. this is not my first problem um so yeah, my subscription—I've stopped it. I'm gonna stop my Field Notes subscription. It's just a lot. It's like it's a lot of pencils. So, you know, it's cool. You all gonna keep get find it, them if though. I find them? You're oh, right. I'm this one and like two more. Like, you know, it it was already paid for. Like, uh, you know, one or two editions ago, right? right. So you pay like annually. So just when the annual thing is just not gonna renew, so yeah. I'm cool with that. I'll just pick up the editions that I like, like the 42, not a prime number edition.
0: All right, today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. When you're preparing to travel abroad this summer, like we all are, well I'm traveling abroad Brad is, is traveling, uh, there will be lots of things on your checklist, but there's one very important thing that could be missing and that is the app that's going to keep you safe and secure when you're surfing the web online that is ExpressVPN ExpressVPN doesn't just encrypt your data while you surf the internet on public airport and hotel Wi-Fi. it also lets you stream and access content that normally would have been blocked in that country, so you can unblock all of your favorite websites and browse as if you were at home, with ExpressVPN's powerful encryption, your data will be secured. It's super easy to use and it runs in the background. You just download the app, click to connect and you are protected. It uses new cutting edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure that there's no logs of what you're doing online and it costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30 day money back guarantee. I'm going to be going to hotel after hotel over the next couple of weeks and I will be using ExpressVPN to make sure that I have a connection that I feel comfortable using. Um, I love it because everything stays nice and speedy too so it's wonderful. Don't travel this summer without downloading ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months for free at ExpressVPN.com slash penadict. That's exp R E S VPN.com for three months free of a one year package. Go there right now. It's one more thing off your summer or packing checklist. Once again that is expressvpn.com slash penadict. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Alright, I've got a story for you. All right, I'm ready. So uh, some weeks ago, Adina found a store in London randomly uh, called Choosing Keeping. And she poked around it and was like really impressed with it, right? You liked it when you went there.
2: Oh, I loved it. I wanted to buy everything. And I was worried a bit that I didn't understand what everything is for. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get (laughs) you in there. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So we were in London. Uh, I was buying a fancy suit for our big live show that we're doing in San Francisco. And... I wanted to go and take a look at choosing keeping. So the store it's in London. Uh, they recently moved into a larger um, into a larger space, but I was kind of poking around and very, I was very surprised at pleasantly surprised at the products that they were carrying. So I'm walking down this this kind of line. And I'm seeing, oh, okay, they have Life Notebooks. That's a interesting thing to see, right? Like, hmm. they're not everywhere. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, how cool. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Then they have tomorrow River Paper Notebooks and oh. Midori Notebooks. And I'm like, what is going on in this store, <laughs> right? Like, they have everything. And I was like, I was genuinely, like, really surprised about it because I, the 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 collection, even just of paper that they had, I feel like I have not seen in many shops, let alone a shop in London. Right, like it felt like this is a, this was a surprise to me because you typically don't see. Oh, they also had uh, Nemocene, Nemesine? Yeah, yeah, Nemesine. they had Nemesine yeah. notebooks. Um, like they they have all the stuff on their website, right? So you could see the brands that they carry. But I was like, I was super surprised by it because. You just tend not to see this stuff very much. Then I turned around and saw their fountain pen cabinet. And they had pilots, they had sailors, they had platinum pens. I was like, wow, this is kind of wild. So I'm like, we were poking around in the store a little bit more. And they had a bunch of like really interesting knickknacks, like these beautiful brass tape dispensers, which I was like kind of obsessed by, but it was 225 pounds. So like, <laughs> I like it, but not that much. Uh And so, yeah, we're like, we're poking around the store. They had all these great inks. Like, again, it's like they had like really great ink. I'm like, who, how is this happening? Right? Like, wh- why is this little store, like, why does it have all of these? Like it had some sailor inks in it um i can and th- there were some other brands that i don't remember the name of off the top of my head but they were like japanese brands that i've heard you mention before right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i was like t- i started talking to someone uh, one of the people in the store cuz they could see that i was more interested and intrigued than the average person right? like they also <laughs> like they had like a really great kaveko uh, um ex- kind of exhibit i would call it they had like mm-hmm. every Kaweco pen you could ask for. They had a bunch of Lamy pens. They had all of the special editions and stuff like that. But they, even though they had those, they were not like put at the front like a lot of pen stores would. Right? Like they were putting their Japanese pens at the front and then gotcha. their German pens kind of towards the back. Um, As it so should like, be. in a good store. Exactly. I didn't want to say that, but that's 100% mm. true. so I was like looking and I was like saying like oh so what is like what is your like what kind of like what is this all about like I was saying, you have like a very very good stock of paper especially right like every brand that I would want to see represented from Japan is here even the same with pens right they didn't have a huge collection but they had a few really interesting models of a of a bunch of like the best and the woman was saying to me that basically their idea is they don't want to stock everything they just want to stock the best of what they do. And I was like, well, you did it. Congratulations. Right? Like, <laughs> you, you 100% nailed it. Now, there's part of the story that I missed out so far, which was when I was looking in the display case at the Platinums, and I came across a pen that I've never seen before, the Platinum 3776 Arushi Raden Galaxy. Arushi Raden Galaxy. I'd have to look at it. Yeah, I've I don't know never that seen I've... this pen before. Uh, but I took one look at it (laughs) and (laughs) fell in love with it. Um, All right, so so I'm going to
1: need a link to this.
0: So I put it in the chat room. Okay. So you can take a look. It is stunning. It is an Arushi 3776 with abalone shell, uh, gold furniture. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And the price that they told me was in line with the price that I would get from someone like the Nibsmith, right? Which mm-hmm. I was also really surprised about. They did, they were not charging um, MSRP. Interesting. At all. Like it was a very, very good price. It was a price so good that I th- I kind of felt like maybe they didn't know what they had on, huh. uh, on hand. Um, you know, it was basically in line of what I would pay from someone like Dan Smith if translated into into pounds it was about i think it was about 650 pounds which i was really very pleased with for Mm -hmm. a pen that i immediately fell in love with like i picked it up took a look at it i uh, basically i bought it right is what i'm saying (laughs) right uh adina's sitting right there mike yes i I have it in my hand right now the funny thing is this is one week away from a pen show (laughs)
2: exactly right He did the whole dance. Oh, I'll take another look around the store and that decide. He was telling that to the... Yeah, it was bought in his Mm. heart already.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I immediately fell in love with it. Um, I'm being asked in the chat room, what nib? Now, this is where the story continues. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) This is a story time. I love it. So I was given a medium... uh, I had... They had a medium basically. And I was like, (laughs) all right, I have a broad already in my 3776 nicely last. I was like, great, I'll get a a medium nib. So get it home, uh, open it up. I'm always like frustrated with Platinum's boxes. I feel like they really kind of don't do a good job there compared to some other (laughs) brands. Very like boring. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is like a whole other question, which I'm not sure about. It's like, I don't even know what to put ink to put in a pen like this. Because there's so many colors going on, right? Like, what what mm-hmm. ink do you put in a uh, Raden pen? Like, right. D- 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 I feel like I would want to put a shimmer ink in it, but I'm too scared mm-hmm. to put a shimmer ink in this Arushi pen that I just purchased. <laughs> I think of this as my three-quarters Nakaya, by the way. Okay. <laughs> That's where I am with this pen. It's like three-quarters <laughs> of the way in like quality and uh, price, I think, to uh, to a Nakaya. Yeah. So yep. I fill it and I'm I'm playing it around and I'm scribbling with it, and the nib broke.
1: Wait, like you need to? Yeah, explain I know. I'm that going further. To. Okay.
0: Um, the uh, okay. So I need I need the the terminology from you a little bit because I okay. struggle with it. The very tip of the nib, right? Okay. Yeah. So the, on the tines of the nib, mm-hmm. what is it called? Like that that ball right at the very top, right? You the know, tipping the tipping one half of the tipping just snapped off oh wow i have mm. i have literally never had this happen before i cannot understand why it happened but it did
1: yeah that's very strange yes. that's that's a flaw clearly yeah. not something you did something something right, happened because... to that pen
0: at some point yeah right? yeah I don't know if it got dropped, right? like I don't mm-hmm. know what happened to it, but something happened to it um so I was upset <laughs> <laughs> just, just you a can imagine. Bit. I was upset uh, I ended up uh just taking the nib from my nicely last and putting it on this mm-hmm. um, so I now have a slightly rose gold nib on a pen with gold furniture, but let's pretend that that didn't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's difficult to see just because I couldn't not use this pen. Right. So I ended up sacrificing a nib for a nib. I found out subsequently that it is impossible to buy platinum nibs. Like you cannot do it. You have to buy a platinum pen and then take the nib, right? They don't sell them. Um, so uh, and, you know, this is where you take over because you took over the story from here.
2: Oh, I got upset for you because you loved it so much. It's so gorgeous, and basically, you couldn't use it. I don't think it's right that you have to take the nib from a different pen. So, I got angry for you. And as I usually do, I contacted the manufacturer, um, at least their UK contact. Uh, I don't have any more updates on that apart from the fact that they are, uh, the guy who's in charge of this is currently on holiday and he should get back to me on Thursday, hopefully, because he'll, yeah. he'll be back in the office then. But I really want to get it sorted out for you.
0: So that's kind of where we are. Right? Like, my feeling is taking it to the store is kind of pointless and mm-hmm. like, taking it back to the store because they're probably only going to do what, what Adina has done, which is to contact the distributor.
2: Yeah
1: yeah and unless the distributor is not going to go through you, with you directly and we'll take it back through the store then yeah. you
0: have to we'll, to that we'll we'll find that out once they reply mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that the, uh, the the warranty information i think had this
2: it sent me to their manufacturer website and for there to the man, uh, distributor it yeah. doesn't tell me to go for the retailer so yeah. we'll see gotcha. i am confident
0: gotcha, gotcha. that we will get a resolution to this um, mm-hmm. But it was just like this whole funny. This I think it's kind of a oh. funny story, really.
2: Oh, but yeah, I,
0: I'm not finding the humor.
2: <laughs> but I don't know how you worked it out because you called me in to say that something's oh, no, not right. I immediately right. knew because something's not right with this. And when I was in here, I could hear a piece of metal dropping onto the paper, and then oh we God. tried to find yeah, it. this. Th- this
0: piece of tipping is in my office somewhere,
2: but we couldn't find <laughs> it.
0: Oh, but, uh, I felt it happen. Right, like I felt yeah. like so. The piece is lost, it that's snapped. that's like a whole other problem. I don't know if that makes it more of a problem or whatever, but no, the piece is lost, mm. so it's hard to broke off somewhere.
1: Yeah, so you need to get this taken care of primarily because this is a unique nib design for this model of oh. pen, right? It's got extra like scroll work on mm-hmm. the nib, it's not the same uh nib. Uh, etching as your—that's the normal platinum nib. So swapping out like a different gold nib into this is not going to give it the same, you know, effect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we we will be expecting follow up. <laughs> this is going to be, I'm sure, story. this is going to be a standing
0: story. But I,
1: I'm upset for you. <laughs>
0: well, exactly. I am, I am trying to... Well, the other thing is that it's an 18-carat nib, and I yeah. don't have an 18-carat nib now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, you know, it's not only that. It's also, like, a more expensive yes. nib anyway, right? right? So I don't know what the resolution to this is going to be. I know what I want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. But I am trying to just, like, not worry about it for now. Like, because I'm... I love the broad nib that was in my Nestle <laughs> It's one of my favorite pens. So mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. it a home upgrade for a little bit is not the worst thing that's happened to me but yeah i do expect basically i will be really annoyed if we do not come to some kind of resolution like where we are right now is like okay we're just going to wait and see how the distributor is going to fix this not if mm-hmm. right and then right, right then i'll then i'll start to get different types of feelings but where i am right now is like all right <laughs> this is where we are right like the pen that the original nib is broken i can still use the pen so we'll see
1: yeah, so you way undersold the show notes. Um, it just says Mike has a story. Yeah. And like, I'm about to like come through the computer at them if they don't fix this like i'm super upset for you i'm on a am on adina's team on this one like i'm i'm starting to call people like we're getting this fixed right adina
2: yep yep Uh, i i love doing this sort of stuff i don't know (laughs) it feels like i'm uh, 70 in my heart but i love complaining Mm. to companies and getting what's mine Yeah, if, if if
0: anybody is gonna fix it, she'll fix it. So it's yeah, like yeah. You know.
1: th- this is a this is a technical flaw in the manufacture of that nib. So hopefully it'll be pretty straightforward, but you never know, right? You just you just never know what you're gonna get.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. So yeah, that is where I am. I'm gonna <sighs> be bringing the pen with me so you can see it in its current state. Yeah, I need a drink. It, it is golly, <laughs> that stressed so, me out. It's Mike. so beautiful though. I love it. So I don't think much. I've
1: actually. I don't think I've seen that model in person. So I, yes, I would like. This to is see it, it,
0: right? I saw it and I was like, mm-hmm. I have no idea this pen even existed. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like it's a pen that I should have known existed because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it's so up my street. This for yep. me, like, genuinely, this excites me more than a lot of Nakayas that I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. Which it should for the price. I mean, it's it's effectively the same uh, in mm-hmm. some instances, but and like you know a lot of the. Technique is here, right? Like it's an Arushi pen. Um and it's got this beautiful like signature on it as well, which I love. And mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm into it big time. Cool.
1: Cool. Well, you you buried the lead mm-hmm. a little bit in that story, which we're gonna get to in just a second, which you don't know about, but let's talk about how good I'm gonna look
0: next week. Okay. Uh, Okay, there's something happening. There's always, there's always a thing happening. We we just keep mm. surprising each other. Uh, today's mm. show is also brought to you by Harry's. Did you know that the average person can spend three thousand hours of their life shaving? It's a lot of hours. Don't waste four total months of your own lifetime overpaying and using poor performing razors. Get Harry's blades. They are razors that are so sharp, you can shave less often and you're going to save money as well. Harry's was founded by two guys that were tired of paying for overpriced gimmicks. Vibrating heads, flexible balls, handles that look like props from sci-fi movies. These are some of the weird and Peculiar tactics that leading brands have used to overcharge people for years. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price just $2 per blade. To keep prices low, they cut out the middle person and bought their own factory in Germany that makes some of the best razor blades in the world for like a hundred years nearly. And now they can provide these great quality blades at factory direct prices. Harry's offers a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they will give you a full refund. Brad, tell me something.
1: I'm going to pack all the Harry's things mm-hmm. for next week, Mike. And guess what Harry's has now?
0: What do they have now?
1: Because I went to go order blades because the household I currently live in with the two other women who steal all my blades. <laughs> um, I had to order blades, right? So I had to order blades and shave gel and, you know, restock all this stuff. They have the hair paste, Mike. You know, the little, the little dab stuff that I put in my hair to make me look awesome.
0: Oh. I ordered,
1: I ordered it from them. They have it now. I haven't tried it yet. I just got it in yesterday. Oh, so, so they're doing like hair products now too. Yeah, doing hair products now. So it, it's pretty awesome. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll try that out for next week. I'll be fully, fully, uh, you know, Harry's up for the our event.
0: I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I don't doubt that by any stretch of the imagination. As a listener of this show, you can get a free trial set it comes with everything you're going to need for a close and comfortable shave, like weighted ergonomic handles for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating, streaming, uh, lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel to leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. To redeem your trial set, just go to harrys.com penaddict. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S harrys.com penaddict to redeem your offer and help support this show. Our thanks to Harry's for the continued support of the pen addict and relay FM.
1: So, let me tell, tell um, everyone, all our listeners, what you snuck in on me that it really has me freaked out. All right. You went to buy a fancy suit. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, like. I'm not wearing a fancy suit.
0: No, I'm wearing it for the big show, not our show. Our show's cash. Uh,
1: trust me. I know. I know. Oh, but you're going to be but a like, part of the big show. You don't like, have to wear a big I'm going to be suit. part of the big show. You don't yeah. Have to wear a like big suit. what like do I need to think about what I'm going to wear? I usually go in, you know, just regular Brad casual and <laughs> Brad casual. You know, but you're yeah.
0: always more fancy than the average person anyway. So. <laughs>
1: You wear button downs all the time. You're gonna be fine.
0: But look, it's yeah, a big like day for me. Yeah, untucked
1: cash. I know, right? But now you have me stressing out even more. I was like, oh my god, there's only a few shopping days left. Do I need to go buy a fancy suit? Like you what can if you want here? to, but I w- I d- I'm no. not
0: going to force you.
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay. So. Mm.
0: San Francisco Pen new... Show time. Yeah, it's let's go. I'm ready almost. Right. So we're gonna be at the San Francisco Pen Show all of next weekend. Show show opens Friday.
1: Show right? opens Friday. Friday through Friday through Sunday Friday through in Sunday. Redwood City Sofitel Hotel, I believe is the name
0: mm-hmm. of it. Looks like a nice hotel. I'm intrigued about that. Yeah, that's a cool hotel.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Newly renovated from like two years ago. So yeah, Very nice. it's all up to date. Very nice.
0: Is there any preamble that you want to give uh, before Adina dives into her questions?
1: I don't think so. It's been two. I've missed the last two San Francisco pin shows. So it's been almost,
0: I guess, three years since I've been. Oh, so you haven't seen the new hotel then?
1: Uh no, it was under renovation the last time I attended, so it's it'll be a little bit new for me. But, you know, same general size scope. Um I love the show hotel. The ballrooms are big and spacious. They have extra overflow rooms mm-hmm. and um it, it's a good layout for it's a in show.
0: the uh, Hotel Pullman. Pullman. Pullman,
1: sorry. I hotel. think yeah, I get the they had a name change or i'm getting confused with something else is it a prime number i can't remember <laughs> um <laughs> um i'm trying to beat that down now so i don't have to live through it later yeah <laughs> you got to own it um yeah but it's a uh, it's a cool hotel it's in a businessy kind of location uh-huh. yeah, but there is food and stuff around Lovely. you know like you know there's uh you know more corporate san jose than you know san francisco style mm-hmm. but it's a good location the show promoters that put it on are fantastic. They've worked with us wonderfully to get our little event into the schedule and are hooking us up with rooms and space and chairs and all of that stuff. So we're pretty excited. I am.
0: Yeah. So the live show is going to be Friday at 9 p.m. So we're going to be a late night show uh, Friday at 9 p.m. If you want to come by please come and see us on friday at the pen show and grab a ticket it's just so we can make sure that we're keeping an eye on how many people we're going to have and make sure we can have enough chairs and stuff so if you're going to be at the live show you want to come and see us on friday at 9 p.m uh at the san francisco pen show then please do come by uh and grab a ticket at some point during the day
1: Yeah. So just a clarification on that. These tickets are free. Like, Mm -hmm. It's no relation to the Relay FM show the night before that's in downtown San Francisco. I know a lot of people are still confused on that. Hey, can I get a ticket or can you hold me a ticket? How much are tickets? It's really a non-ticketed event, right? You just come to the show, show up at nine o'clock Friday, grab a seat. But... We would we do it for two reasons. One, we kind of want to have a headcount idea, right? In case all of a sudden we're running really big for the room, and two, we do giveaways during the show, so these little tickets will be your little door prize thing. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show and you're there, you're going to get into the show, like in case unless there's some fire hazard <laughs> issue we run into but the space is pretty large um, from what I remember and I've seen the floor plan and we'll put a lot of chairs we'll have standing room only things like that so you know don't worry about am I going to get a ticket for the show if you're there we're going to get you in we'll do our best so you know don't don't worry about those things too much
0: all right Adina give us your questions
2: woohoo okay oh, <laughs>
1: first first real pen show right you've been to the london pen show but yeah. this is this is the first kind of big big one this exactly.
0: is the first pen show that we would class a pen show like the london <laughs> oh, show okay. i mean i'm not trying to be mean but like the london show doesn't have any of the brands
2: it's very vintage pen yes. focused gotcha um so i didn't get the full experience uh, i think we went there twice and um But I keep seeing the photos from uh, the other pen shows you guys go to, and I'm very excited about that because it looks like there's a whole lot more to do. Uh, There's more modern brands, there's more, um, I guess, like indie pen (laughs) makers, Mm -hmm. inks, paper. So I'm very excited about all of that, but... Well, I'm also a bit worried about buying too much because I've never been in this sort of setting either. But I'm excited.
0: (laughs) You're going to buy too much. Everybody does. Uh, Everybody
2: does. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a pretty
1: safe bet that at the San Francisco Pin Show or where budgets go awry. Um, Between Washington, D.C. and San Francisco, because you get such a huge list of kind of what you, you mentioned, you get a lot more independent, makers and you get a lot of vendors who travel from the far east to attend that you won't you know you're not going to get in london and i'm not going to get like on dc on the east coast right it's just a longer trip a lot of times so it's hard to make a budget for san francisco because there's just so much cool stuff you're going to run into
2: what budget do you two have in mind? Don't. No, even we're else. not going in there. It's <laughs> going go to go over. know. Uh, anyway. you see, the thing yeah. is,
0: we used to budget. <laughs> we don't <laughs> budget. I don't think I've ever.
1: Yeah, it's been years since I've gone in with a hard number yeah. to a pin show, but I've also never gone like completely dumb at a pin show. So I'm not overly mm-hmm. concerned about it. Like, I know mentally where, like, what my breaking point is. And, like, I have no intention of going there this year. Like, yeah. I, I'll find something that I didn't expect to buy and buy it but in general i'm just not gonna go crazy just because i don't need like all the things but i'm sure i'll find
0: definitely some things that uh, i wasn't planning on getting (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah like one of the reasons that like me and brad don't budget anymore is because our collections are so large we don't see as many things to fill them yeah Mm -hmm. as we used to so like that's one of the big things like for me that over time is I I, spend, I either spend less or I spend about the same but I come home with less things. The things that I buy now is like, here is that king of pen that you've wanted for the last six months, and now yeah. you bought mm-hmm. it at this pen show, right? So like it's it's a different, it's kind of different now.
2: It's more um, about limited editions, I think, for you. yeah things that are yeah. harder to get,
0: yeah or things that are so expensive that really you want to see them in person things that like i would have bought before mm-hmm. but i needed to see it and hold it and feel it to before i would make the purchase
2: i see but uh, you should
0: budget and you should set the budget comfortably for yourself like yeah. set it within your own means and then stick to it and don't go over it
2: well i've thought about it and i think that i have about $250 for a pen or multiple pens but we'll see. I, I have no doubt that I'll end up buying a lot of things around and mm-hmm. a lot of ink.
0: Two fifty is a good is a good like I wanna buy a new pen.
2: Or a few. Yep. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> or a
0: few. Or a few. And then that's a good budget for that. Mm. We can talk about I mean, honestly, I think that you will be best served like using that on maybe one because uh, okay. of where you are in your pen journey right now. But we're gonna get to that in a little bit. But I think mm. that maybe like one or like the majority of that money on one pen is probably the going to be the best bet for you.
2: Interesting,
1: and that's more than a good enough budget. Number. Yes, absolutely. Okay. To be like super happy with like your your pen show experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh, good, good, good. Um, just talking as we were talking about the pen show, I think what I'm very excited about this year because we're going to a big pen show is to. Have Mike and maybe you, Brad, uh, take me around and tell me all of the backstories about all of these pens and everything. Because I really love, we, we went to, to the store choosing keeping uh, the other week. And I absolutely loved how excited Mike was getting about everything <laughs> and telling me stories about why certain pens are more special than others. I think you were t- 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 telling me about this Coveco Uh, that's blowtorched by the CEO, Mm -hmm. then that's why it's more (laughs) expensive. And it's like, I want to hear all of that and explore what's out there. Not not always see it through Mike's eyes, because I guess I see his collection and I see Mm -hmm. how he looks at the pen world. And I want to explore what's out there to see what I like. And in preparation of this show, I have been following more Instagram accounts, And funny enough, in following more Instagram accounts, I fell in love with a pen and bought (laughs) bought a pen, (laughs) even though I was only doing the prep to know what to look for at San Francisco. But I just I just did it. I gave in and bought one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So what you just said (laughs) is now going to make a lot of sense to our listeners, because I have asked for help working this show um, at the knock table. So I'll be bringing knock there and we'll be selling our pin cases. But this is one of those shows where I don't want to be tied up behind the table all the time because I have other friends coming to the show like you, who I want to take around and show and share, you know, my love for all of these products and meet these really interesting people who are making like really cool stuff. And you know, that you don't, Always get to see, or you get to see it like on Instagram and get to check it out in person. Mm-hmm. And you get to, you know, maybe learn the stories behind someone like Bungbox, who Mike and I have been a fan of for years. And I've gotten to meet them, you know, in different shows and get to talk to Daryl, who makes Misubi notebooks and why he, you know, he makes these notebooks and all these different stories. And I want to have that opportunity to spend some time with you and our other friends who might be attending this show to kind of give you like that full experience of what the show is about especially since you're going to be there multiple days right yeah you're not just you know going to be like an attendee who's just going to have to come saturday afternoon and kind of you know not rush through it but you know the pace will be a little bit faster for them where you can take it a little bit slower and we can do these other things and uh yeah so that totally totally is right up my alley and i I can't wait to be able to walk around the show with you
2: Woo! can't wait that
0: everyone's gonna know what the pen you spoke about you have to you can't like just be like oh i bought a pen and then move on like you I, have to talk about what that pen was i have to yeah that's not up. how this show works yeah, you can't just be like oh i bought something and then never talk about it
2: <laughs> so i uh, just because just to understand what an amazing purchase this is for me and the fact that i Fell in Love so hard that I let myself buy it. Uh, I have to put it in the context of the rest of my collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so my other pens are um, a Pilot Metropolitan that I've replaced mm-hmm. like five times because I constantly ruined them. But that's one that I found <laughs> and loved. I found through this show and absolutely loved. That's why I keep replacing it. And the other one was the B Eco. Again, also through this show mm-hmm. at the same time. Absolutely loved it. Uh, then Mike also got me a few pens from other pen shows that he knew I would love, like the Pilot Kakuno and the Caran 849 fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Um, so considering I only had beginner fountain pens under $50, it was... Amazing that I fell in love with this uh, sailor pro gear, sailor. Because I keep I keep seeing Mike buying sailors, so I thought that oh, should be good. Boy. Also, it was in ivory, so it was absolutely gorgeous <laughs> with rose gold accents. Yep. And when I saw it in the picture, I was like, I must have it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a bit like, Mike, should I get it? Should I wait to see if I can find it in San Francisco and actually try it? It's it. I think it was about 250 dollars anyway which is why i probably have this budget for the show still um but i just went in and bought it and then i went for the fun experience of matching an ink with it which everybody I, <laughs>
0: wants to know what nib size you're using now
2: uh in that pen generally i love medium uh but that one it wasn't fine so i just bought it mm-hmm. um i do like to have the variety um i think i would have preferred it in medium But I I love the pen either way. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And the ink, what I put in it was Robert Robert Oster's Rose gilt Tint, which is absolutely Mm. gorgeous. And it works perfectly.
1: Yeah, you're going to have a problem at the San Francisco (laughs) Pen Show. No,
2: don't tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm worried. I said I'm worried.
1: hearing the way you talk about purchasing that pen is like everything to me. Like I love hearing people find things that they love. Like that's, that's my jam. Like that's what I do. That's what I enjoy the most. And, um, yeah, we're gonna have to do a lot of walking and talking.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. in on the in the early days of the show (laughs) and just exploring because there's going to be so much there's going to be it's going to be very very overwhelming which is always one of the challenges Mm -hmm. for a first pin show especially of this size this is a large show and it'll be very busy but you know with that downside comes the benefits of seeing things you've never seen before in your life and and uh going oh my gosh I must have this and then going to the next table going oh my gosh I must have this
2: (laughs) that's what I'm worried about (laughs) because I generally like uh, to buy things for myself that I fall in love with and it's very difficult to describe what what it is that makes me fall in love with it and uh, in a pen world it's so easy to fall in love with a lot of stuff (laughs) so I don't know how I'll manage that But okay, let me get into my questions. So now that uh, you know all of the pens that I have, what my pen collection Mm -hmm. is, um, I spent last night cleaning, flushing my pens, inking them, because I always see Mike doing that before pen shows. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing that, I was thinking, and then I asked Mike, and now I'm asking you as well, because he didn't answer to me. He wanted to keep it for the show. Why do you guys do that? Especially if you don't go there to sell them.
1: <laughs> so I guess it's a couple reasons for me. Um, one, I bring pens to a pen show for other people to try. So I want to make sure they're just like ready to go. Right. So mm. that they've been clean, that I know they're going to be in great condition. And, you know, they'll be able to take them out and write with them right away. And they might have some cool ink that, you know, really goes with the pen. And, you know, they'll, yeah. you know comment on the ink or something like that. So like my perspective is a little bit a little bit different, but I think that's a lot of people that go to pen shows do that because it is such a sharing and caring community to where mm. like if you're going around shopping, like if me and you are going around shopping on Friday afternoon, right? And you see a pen you really like but you're not sure and you test it at the table and you're still not sure. I can like go through the mental rolodex in my head my head And say, oh, I know Anna has this pen. Let's go borrow hers for like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and let you borrow it and write it. So I guess from that perspective, like the people who are bringing these pens, you know, we're doing it to help, you know, maybe educate someone who's you know, never had this experience before. So you want them to have the most accurate experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with testing out one of those pens, right? Because then in the, eventually you might be spending your money based on, you know, what I've let you borrow. So you want it to be right. You know, you want it to yeah. be good. And, um, you know, so you kind of get a good feel because that's the other good thing about a show like this is there's almost an endless amount of pins for you to try outside of the show floor, right? And yeah. I'm not talking about like what's on the shor- the floor being sold. It's like we can find something that you have a question about and I can go here, try this. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. And then now you have that information, mm-hmm. right? So that's like hugely beneficial, yep. um, especially, you know, if you're going to spend m- multiple days at a show to just take the time to try things you never have even seen in your life before to just kind of build on oh I like this I don't like this this is how I would use this I can't use this for that those kind of things so back to the original question that's why I kind of clean and bring like I'll bring like a fresh set of yeah. pens to to the show just whether they're just freshly cleaned, or newly inked, or sometimes I'll even bring a few empty pens um, and maybe you know buy an ink there just to to fill them up with and have something to do. So that's that's why I do it.
0: Yeah, I like to. I do kind of a couple of things. I'll bring like a small selection inked with what I use at home of like the stuff that I think is my favorite or the best stuff, like things that I know people will actually want to try. Um, and then I'll bring a bunch of pens that I think people might want to see, but I. Empty them all out and clean them, um, and put them in my suitcase. I just don't like having inked pens in my suitcase, mm. um, mm-hmm. and I'm also hiding my crimes, so <sighs> I don't clean my pens very often. Oh, and yeah. people, yeah, get upset I was gonna. Me, so mm. I clean them before pen shows to kind of hide my crimes a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna call you out a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like I was like. Wow, is, is she really telling the truth? On which I believe she, she is telling the truth. Was like, does she know Mike doesn't really
0: clean his pens? Like, I do before a show. I clean them before a show. <laughs> that, so like, I just spent the yesterday trigger. cleaning them all.
2: Yeah, yeah. but that's
0: the only time. So a couple of times a year, my the jewels in my collection get get polished. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that's boy, brave. that's yeah, well, yeah. We we're not gonna have that conversation.
2: So. That's very helpful. Uh, I I get that it's a bit of a sharing and caring. And now I know that you both definitely have a very impressive collection that other people would want to borrow. But what I'm curious about is whether I should actually bring my pens to the show and whether anyone will be interested in mine. Because it feels a bit intimidating. Like everyone has expensive, fancy pens with good stories. And I Mm -hmm. have... Mm -hmm pens under 50 (laughs) dollars and the sailor the sailor that Mm -hmm. propels me into a bit more of a cool group
1: (laughs) right well i i think you don't worry about that right they're your pens Mm -hmm. these are the things that you love that work well for you and you're also thinking about you know what i have these things what can my future experiences be like Mm -hmm. so i totally bring them um if nothing else, for your own experience to compare things to, you can say, here's why this is different. Also to like talk to other people who might be in the same situation that you were in before you bought those pens, because there is going to be people there who are buying their first fountain pen ever. And oh, you can say, okay. hey, I've tr- I've tried this Pilot Metropolitan and I've tried this Twisby Eco and here's how they work for me and here's why I like them. Like one of my favorite pens all time is the Twisby Eco. Like yeah. i like hand that pen out to share with people all the time because like I'm like, hey, check this out. Here's what you're missing. It's really crazy. So it doesn't really, you know, matter if you think like these are basic pens or everyone's got all these pens because there's always someone else who is looking for the answers that you were looking for at one time. And it never ceases to amaze me how many first time pen show attendees show up and how many people are coming to buy their first fountain pen. And then we get to have these conversations about, okay, what makes a good fountain pen and how, you know, what do you want to spend on a fountain pen? If you're spending, if you have $25 to spend instead of $250 to, to spend and what's the best choices there. So it's, it's endless. The, opportunity to like share your love for pens with other people in yep. an environment like this and it doesn't matter like what level you think you're on or anything like that so don't let that intimidate you
0: and also like as somebody who's planning to take classes you I should have guess. the equipment with you that you would then want to mm-hmm. do that stuff with at home i yes. think right. really important
2: good point good point um yep. so yeah that makes me feel way better about it <laughs> yeah, you should just bring them. yeah they for those, sure
0: like bring all the and especially i mean you know, I know you called it out, but like people will want to see your sale of Gear. I had never seen it before when you showed me the picture of it. Like I'd never seen that pro Gear before. And it's a mm-hmm. really cool one. So people will want to see that. Yep. Plus it's famous mm-hmm.
2: now. Oh, yeah. it just It's happened. now the famous Gear. <laughs> All right.
0: Do you have you have more questions, right? A few more. All right, great. Let's take a, our final break and then we can answer those as well. OK, I want to thank Penn Chalet for their support of this week's show. If you can't make it to a Penn show, go to Pen Chalet because they have everything. Mm-hmm. They have it all. Pen Chalet is like a permanent internet pen show. They sell all of your favorite brands. Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Kaveco, and many more. They're adding new brands, new pens, new styles all the time. And they sell everything you're going to need, as well as fountain pens and ballpoints and moldables and mechanical pencils. They have ink and pen holders and refills and carrying cases everything they have it all and they do it with great prices pen chalet try their best to keep everything at prices that they think are awesome and they always are and they're always running special discounts you can always check that out but as a pen addict listener you know you can get a 10 percent off which i'll tell you about in a minute as well they do free shipping on orders of over 50 dollars in the united states they sell internationally as well and have great shipping rates pen chalet has low prices on high quality products and they offer a 100 satisfaction guarantee Go to PenChalet.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Penshale at any time and also to see what is available for penaddict listeners this week. And I was told by Ron that he will have various items, is what he told me, various items uh, available yeah. for penaddict listeners this time.
1: Yeah, this is a range, and it's it starts off with two Retro 51s a that are priced prices. well below yeah. <laughs> what any normal price should be. He's got the Endless Recorder Pen Notebooks, which are really cool, really neat uh, products. He has an oldie but a goodie here. It's the Montegrappa Copper Mule, which has always been one of my favorite pins that I've never actually owned. I like the shape and I like the feel and I have other pins that kind of fill that need, but I've always liked that pin every time I've picked it up. Um, it's at a crazy good price. So yeah, there's all kinds of things in here. That's so definitely go check out too,
0: At Some great prices yep. as well. So yep, go to penchalet.com, hit the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict to get your hands on these offers. A thanks to Penchalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Adina, what else have you got for us?
2: Um, I only have a few more questions, but um, uh, what would the pen show B pen like a pen addict episode without some pen recommendations right <laughs> <laughs> so i was wondering based on what i have what i seem to like which is mostly pilot mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sailor as well um uh, twisby um what other pens you could you recommend me to look at or brand um in between 50 and 250 dollars do you have anything off top of your mind?
1: Yeah, I think Platinum's the clear answer here, and <laughs> yeah. and Mike's got a few you could probably test out. But what well, they I've have got done... like one and a half at
0: yeah. the moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true, yeah. true, true. Two pen yeah.
1: bodies, one nib. <laughs> 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 what they have done over the past couple of years in that price point uh, has been uh, has kind of put all the other companies. Uh, you know, has got their their eyes open and ears perked up because they're doing such a good job with their styles and the features that they offer and the quality of their nibs. Except the one that Mike bought, um, are normally <laughs> like ex- they their their nibs are genuinely exquisite. <laughs> despite Mike's, yeah, the, the nibs are amazing. <laughs> <Mike's> <laughs> they situation. really are. There was this one um, that
0: I know that had a problem, but the, when mm-hmm. they don't snap off, uh, <laughs> they they are like just absolutely unbelievable. Like there's there's just like a comfort level with the with some of the platinum pens, like that that yeah. is unmatched.
1: Like they're just they're one of my favorite writers and they come in cool styles that fit my personality right. Like yeah. I'll generally You know, want something a little bit wilder, you know, or bright, or something like that, and um, you know, that's kind of my favorite in there. And then second, I'd probably take a look at what Franklin Christoph does, because you can get a lot of like really wild colors. You can get a lot of very normal colors, and they offer so many shapes and sizes, and the ability to actually try all those things to see how they fit your hand. Yeah,
0: yes. I, I want you to have aesthetic. the the Franklin Christoph Penn show experience because I think mm-hmm. it's something that everyone should go through at some point. Where you basically it's like a production line. They, they're mm-hmm. going to be at San Francisco, I assume, right?
1: I assume you know. I didn't even look. I they, they got to be there. Yeah, you, they're going to. I'm just going to tell them. They're like, going to be there.
0: There's a bunch of different sh- uh, shapes. You pick that. You pick the sh- the color that you want. And then you pick the nib that you want, and then you try it all out, and it's all tuned up for you at the end to make sure it works mm-hmm. to your handwriting wow. style. It's like a whole thing, yeah. It's a, but it's like a really fun experience to, to go through. Mm-hmm.
2: That's good, because yeah. um, both of these brands, like as I've been following um, Instagram accounts of various pen stores, pen sh- online shops, um, I've... Uh, I think I what I keep coming back to is Franklin Christoph. I think that mm-hmm. I kept sharing with Mike a few mm-hmm. quite cool, cool models. I think Platinum as well. Uh, funnily enough, this Monte Grappa Fortuna Copper Mule. Is it the one that was <laughs> in the end? Uh-oh, yeah. I had it on my list. <laughs> yeah. I think so. it was a bit interesting. Mm. Um, what other recommendations do you have? I'm very happy with them so far.
1: good i was gonna say montegrappa has been doing stuff that's very interesting to me personally for like my personal style recently i haven't what's the i have i struggle
0: i struggle with montegrappa i do yeah i really like their pen shapes and designs mm -hmm, but they typically mm -hmm. do something on a pen that's like oh why did you do that
1: (laughs) the one thing yeah
0: and a lot of the time it's it's the uh the logo yeah, mm.
1: but recently, to me, it's been working better, and they're definitely in that price range for their steel nib models, so um, I, I just really enjoy the shape of that pen, and I like the direction that they're going with the product, so um, it'll be, it'll it, that's that's one you'll just want to want look at and make sure you test a bunch, just kind of get a feel. It's a little bit different feels, generally more heavy pen, especially uh-huh. the copper, obviously, yeah. but just, you know, does it have a piston filling mechanism, you know, which I've I, uh, it in- increases the cost a little bit and just how kind of how the f- pins feel you know does their general overall shape work with your hand but yeah that's one I would I would look at and there will be a lot of them there that's um outside of that um gosh there's going to be so many we'll discover while we're there yeah. <laughs> you know um so i th- i think those are probably the main ones like that's that's the starting point And then we kind of branch out from there, like Leonardo is another brand that I have looked at who has beautiful materials and falls in that price range and the quality has been great. Um, that's a pen you might enjoy as well so we'll look at some of those
2: that's great i've written all of these down thank you <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you're sure, also sure, gonna sure. walk past tables and see colors and swells yeah. that you've never seen before and it's gonna blow your mind like that's that's yeah, another thing sure. yeah. that you can't prepare for
2: uh, it's it's good to have a list to go back to it's <laughs> like Absolutely. i'm getting distracted yep. back to the list back to the budget <laughs> <laughs> Um. So let's say that I have these four brands to look at. I'll get distracted by other pens. I will settle on one pen and I will want to buy it. But a lot of the times I find in these stores that especially when you're buying a new one, you can't really give it the full writing test because they're never mm-hmm. inked. So, and you might try a tester, I imagine, or someone else's, but it's tuned to someone else. So, how how do you what do you do in those situations, especially when you're spending a lot of money on one pen?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. And it really ends up just being a discussion about what your current experiences are with pens you already have in like compared to what this new pen Is writing like what it offers what the nibs going to be like how it's going to behave and that's a hard thing for someone who's like brand new coming into a show to Mm. get that experience like you're you know you're in good hands because you have you know you can come ask me or mike and we can like we can talk about why this pen is writing this way and does that meet your ex- expectations? In general, a lot of it is just you're just gonna have to go with like that base information you get kind of quickly in testing out the pen or if you're lucky enough to find it from someone else. But like, I think that's a very hard thing for someone who is new and inexperienced mm. with fountain pens to commit to spending, boy, that kind of money. And I've spent, you know, two minutes scribbling, you know, uh, Brad is number one, you know, on a piece oh. of paper with a random ink right
2: yeah random so paper random ink everything <laughs> yeah yeah
0: there so is it's like thing. with any purchase there is always like a little leap of faith that you have to make mm-hmm. um but you were at least in an environment at a pen sh- the pen show is the best place to buy these pens because you at least get to hold them where if you're buying them online it can be a bit trickier so like you're in the best possible uh place to make that kind of decision mm-hmm.
2: that's true
1: yeah and the timing works like that's why I always implore people if they can to at least try to stay overnight. So you have the time to absorb like the education that you don't know you're getting, but is actually taking place every time you pick up a pen, mm. right? It's hard to do that if you're rushing through with three hours to spare on a Saturday afternoon, your, your leap of faith is is much, much larger than if you were there Friday, got to test some things out, got to talk to some people, went back Saturday tried it out uh, tried something out again ask some more questions and built that knowledge base to where you're comfortable doing that so that's what one of the things i recommend to first timers and understand that that's not always the case where they have the ability to spend more than a few hours at a pen show but it is a very valuable um experience if you're if you're able to
2: yep good thing we're there all weekend <laughs>
1: yes we are
2: um Then, I think that uh, a significant trend that's been happening in the past years, um, or at least I've seen it through the pens that uh, Mike has been purchasing, uh, were these independent pen makers that uh, really experiment and have fun with acrylic casings for pens, but... Mm -hmm. They don't. They aren't the brands that I would know about necessarily. The huge ones, the Pilot and all of those guys. So, mm-hmm. what do you? If you guys aren't around, you, you and Mike, mm-hmm. do you have a mental checklist that you could share with me in terms of what to look out for when buying a pen that doesn't come from an amazing a big company with a big warranty system or even when buying a vintage pen that's been used by someone else
1: yeah golly that's <laughs> a good question
0: she's a thinker
2: uh
1: oh. Yeah, but I love it It's super smart because the so there's there's two parts to this. There's the modern acrylic makers. Let's just categorize that, even though that's not fully accurate. I and mean, there's vintage. So let's just take let's just take these okay. two things separately. So with the modern vintage makers, for example, there was one at the Raleigh pen show that I was at that I had never seen before, never seen his work before, never seen pictures of it, much less never had the chance to test um, any of their pens. So the one of the things that I look for at first is just how that pen feels in my hand. Like, does it feel finished? Like, is everything... I don't know. Even though, like, coming at it from a perspective of someone new, you can still tell if like a manufacturing process is done well, at least ninety percent of the manufacturing process is done well. Just yes. by picking up a pin, do the
0: seams match up? Like, does it? Yeah. Does it feel like the cap? Like Brad was going to say, it's like, does it feel like the cap screws on and off easily? Right. Like, does it thread easily? Exactly. Yeah. From somebody, is it polished evenly? Mm-hmm. Some someone's experience. This is how you can kind of like get to understand if they've done a good job and mm-hmm. you want to know that because you want the pen to hold up.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, one of the one of the good parameters that I look for as well is how much effort they put into their nib offerings. That is not like a cut and dried thing these days um, because Mm. there's lots of different options but I want to know are they taking the time to make sure I get a great writing experience with the nib as in if I make a purchase are they going to make sure the nib is smooth and that it flows well and that it's adjusted correctly or or am I just getting stock nib x in there Um, you know what is their level of care with my eventual writing experience, not just their craftsmanship with the barrel part, right? Because yeah. they're not making the nib. So are how are they ensuring that I don't just get their wonderful artwork, that I'm actually going to get a great writing experience too. And you kind of see, you know, if they believe in That level of experience, well, I feel more comfortable knowing that they put that much work into the pin barrel on the front end, right, because it's like this one cohesive unit. So, Mm -hmm. again, those are things that are super tough, like, for very, very beginners. Um, you got to go a little bit by feel. Yeah. Make sure that you're having a good conversation with you know, whoever you're purchasing from that they like believe in their product, right? You have to have some faith in them as a maker that they're going to stand behind their product, even though they're not going to come out directly and say that. But you can tell by the conversation you, you have and say, oh, do you do you make all these pins? Where do you get your blanks from? Um, you know, and just kind of the natural flow of conversation. You start to paint, you know, you start to get comfortable or maybe uncomfortable and you say, you yeah, know, maybe this pin's not for me, you know, yeah. I'm not real, you know, you know, Totally content with how this is going. Um, With vintage, it's for me, it's a lot more about restoration because I'm not a vintage collector. I'm a vintage user. So I want, if I buy a vintage pen, I need to take it home, ink it up, and have it work flawlessly, like right out the gate. (laughs) And that's always your hang up with vintage. Like it's a scary thing to buy a vintage pen that you don't know is going to work. So most vintage vendors, and I won't say most, but you can find. A ton of vintage vendors, like I will introduce you to our friend Jessie, who uh, restores Esterbrook pens. Who I have a feeling you might fall in love with her Uh-oh. pens, and we know that she does really good work. And you know that if you buy a pen from her, it's going to work flawlessly for you. And if it doesn't, she'll stand behind it. So. Um restoration is always key for someone new getting into the vintage market. So you have to have that co- you have to be comfortable having that conversation with a vintage pen vendor.
0: Vintage pen buying is very intimidating.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's not that's not something where you see price and hand over money, yeah. right? There's a yeah. bigger discussion experience. to have. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, because I have seen even on the Instagram accounts I've been following a really beautiful vintage Pilot pen. Um and it, that was in a right price range and everything, but it's mm-hmm. like you you can't order that online if you don't right. know where it's coming from who's yeah. been owning it, how it writes, and all that it's <laughs> it's really difficult. <laughs>
1: yeah unfortunately for you this is going to be a really good vintage japanese pen show hopefully (laughs) Uh unfortunately for me too like this is this is my weakness right is the vintage japanese stuff so we'll see if we can get in trouble together maybe i might get in some Uh
2: trouble too i
0: I Uh think yeah Uh this is gonna be bad news. yep
2: and uh yeah it's yeah (laughs) my final question uh shimmery inks do they really ruin pens or is it a myth or do they just require a different kind of attention because i've just put shimmery ink in mm. my sailor and i'm wondering about that whether i should clean it more <laughs> often
1: it's a myth <laughs> oh good and i'll i'll probably get some emails and i used to be on the other i'm scared i'm a, i used to be scared of shimmer inks but the true answer like most answers in life are it depends, right? Mm. So there are some that are harsher on your pens. Most of the general shimmer inks you buy these days from the main brands mm. that you'd use, you know, Diamine, Robert Oster, you know, Jay Herban, any mm-hmm. of that stuff, um, it's generally going to be okay. The problem is it's it's common sense that if there's particles in the ink, it's going to clog up your tiny parts in your pen eventually right it's just Uh going to happen (laughs) so you have to be willing at you know we're not talking like every few days you have to clean your pen or worry about your pen but if it's sitting there for three months unused and you go to use it with the expectation that it's going to that you're going to write well you're going to have a bad time right Mm. so there is additional overhead with cleaning on some sort of regular schedule whatever that is but in general, they're not going to damage or affect your pens in any way. But you just have to. anytime I ink up a shimmer ink into a pen, I commit to using that pen on a regular basis. It's not a pen that gets set aside and used just willy nilly. You know, once or twice every two or three weeks. That's yeah. not going to do your pen any favors, and the ink performance is not going to be, uh, not going to perform well. So, in general. I'm not scared of putting shimmer inks in almost any pens. I probably wouldn't put them in vintage pens, but they clean out of modern pens really easily. All the shimmer inks I've used recently have been fantastic for that. I really enjoy using shimmer inks, which is not something I ever thought I would say personally. (laughs) Um, but they're kind of cool and they do some cool stuff. You're just a big fancy boy. That's all I am. I like my big fancy pens, Mm -hmm. Mike, and my big fancy inks. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I had to make sure like I had, it was just one of those thresholds that in this long journey that we have, Hey, here's this new thing. Seems kind of scary. I'm going to put particles in my pen and and hope it works and not ruin (laughs) anything. Well, it really doesn't. And they've been shockingly easy to clean for the most part. And I've never seen any. None have ever damaged any of my pens. I'm also very meticulous about cleaning them, not in like a crazy manner. Like I'll have it inked up for four, six, eight weeks and clean it out without any issue and use it regularly. So um, don't be scared of the shimmer inks. Do put a little more thought into maintaining it than you would a regular pen.
2: Perfect. I'll set up reminders every two months. (laughs) I can trust myself. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and don't trust Mike either. <laughs> don't trust me. That's why I don't use shimmer inks that often, because yeah. I just don't clean my pens. So <laughs> they clean themselves if you leave it for long enough.
2: So yeah, thank you so much. That's been incredibly educational and I really look forward to the show. I really oh, do. Oh, <laughs> I
1: cannot. I cannot wait. This mm-hmm. is gonna be
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything else we want to get to today?
1: No, I think that's probably a wrap. Um, you know, we we have a couple of a couple of questions. I will uh, I will allude to them. Uh, one of them in just our little recap here as we as we extro uh, outro the pod the extra. podcast that's another non-word extra. that was a good word but uh, yeah i'm very extra today it's the opposite of intro? Uh, extra. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but there was a there was a question about any after party meetup anything mm-hmm. like that we're there the whole weekend yeah. friday through sunday we're gonna have plenty of hangout time you'll find me and mike at the knock table a lot yep. you'll find us wandering the show a lot if you see me talking to someone singularly in or, or in a group stop and interrupt me to say hi I'm telling you right now that that's okay. Like I want, like we're there for a few days. I know you may only be there for a few hours, and mm-hmm. if you want to come say hi I to agree any of us, please. I I am saying that completely honestly. Interrupt what I'm doing to tell me hi because I want to say hi to you too.
0: He's so nice. If you see me, <laughs> run away. Uh, mm. I don't want anything. Th- no, I, I agree with Brad completely. Um, Brad sets the great standard for us all uh understand especially if you see me on saturday i'll be very tired because i am doing something i've never done before i mean guess you're doing it too brad two live shows yeah, it's in two gonna be days, back to back that is gonna be a real experience uh i hope that we see you at the relay fm live show um if you're if you're coming out for that but uh, definitely if you're going to be in san francisco for the pen show we hope that we'll see you uh at the pen Attic live show on friday night very excited about that. Uh, thank you again, and we'll do this again next week to all of our Kickstarter backers who helped make this possible for us to, to get out. Um, Ooh, I should say something about that. Can I real quick? Yes, this actually is an update. Yeah, I've
1: started shipping the Burton cases. A lot of people already have them in hand. It's going to be a slow process. I've got about 300 cases in. I think I've shipped about 180 to 200 of them. Um, so I'll probably ship one more day this week and then it's gonna be like a couple weeks. Like it'll be after San Francisco before the next batch goes in. So I'm shipping in backer order. So just hang tight. If you backed us and helped supported our wonderful adventures this year, your case will be coming uh, as soon as I can get them out to you.
0: Uh, I want to thank Adina for joining us. Do you have anywhere that you want to push people to? Like you can, you you now have the floor. You have what is it they say on hot ones? This camera, this camera, this camera. Tell the people what you got going on in your life.
2: I have an Instagram account.
0: Oh, good. That's excellent. (laughs) That's a good start. Would you want to? Do you want to tell people how to find that Instagram account?
2: You can find me at Adina Hurley.
0: There you go. Nice, to re- nice and easy to remember. Dina Hurley on Instagram. Uh, Brad is pen addict on Instagram, and I am I Mike. I M Y K E. You can find uh, Brad's work over at knock.co. No, and penaddict.com. There you go. I got those in the wrong order. Uh, yeah, and good spoke pen. What's the spoke pen URL? Yeah. Spokedesign.com. There you go. So you can go and find that there. Um, Thanks so much to our sponsors this week, the fine people over at ExpressVPN, Penchalet, and Harry's. Uh, we're going to be back next time. Uh, we're going to be, the episode will come out on Friday or Saturday next week because it will be the live episode. So we can't publish it before we've recorded it. So it's going to be out on uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. Um, we're hoping for Friday night, but this is a later time than we usually mm-hmm. record. So I don't know what yes. one's going to, how that's going to end up going. But so you can look out for it then. Um and so you hear from us then. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye everybody. Goodbye. Bye everybody.
2: Everybody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>